0: Welcome to the new incarnation of Radio Rehab, the relapse. I'm your host, Dana, who will be joined in studio all week by a guest host who is also a recovering addict like myself. Our first guest host will be Chris G, who is a friend of the show, also a radio vet. This is going to be great. What I do is I have a guest host on for the entire week. I interview them. We tell stories as part of our storyteller series, because who would you rather hear stories from than recovering addicts? So let's get started. I can't wait for you guys to hear these episodes. And remember, they're on every Every day, so keep coming back.
1: Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys.
0: Welcome to another episode of Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Char and our guest host for the week, Chris G. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Pleasure. for having me. Uh, so today... <sighs> we have christy and i have chosen the topic triggers yes and for those of you who are not in recovery or who aren't sober whatever don't know what a trigger is a trigger is something that tells your brain oh i gotta use drugs and drink or something that makes you want to something that makes you want to numb out obviously there can be a million triggers but on monday or no on Tuesday. Or was not Monday? Whatever. It was one day you were talking about something that was... You said, oh, I'm going to talk about that in our trigger show. Something that's a trigger. Was it
1: amends?
0: It was uh, oh, something... Oh, okay, oh, I, yeah.
1: I think... Um... Oh, no, it was
0: helping people and them not wanting to take your help. Yes, yeah. That's what you said. Um,
1: okay. So, yeah, just a quick background. So, I, you know, I went to rehab several times. Um, I finally went to a place uh, and got it right there. Um, it was a... Uh, inpatient, where you live there for, uh, you know, six months to a year. Uh, also behavioral modification, hardcore stuff. Um, and um, anyway, afterwards, I uh, they paid for me to uh, take courses to get me certified. And, and they, they hired me um, to assist with some of the caseloads and stuff. And um, so you make friends and it's great. To surround yourself with people in recovery, Um, but uh, you got to be very careful with with that because um, you know there's uh, it's it's kind of like the thirteenth step. um, You know, getting involved with someone in recovery. Uh Um, If you if you get too close to someone, uh, and one of you slips and relapses. There's a chance, you know it's almost it's 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 like a contagious you know, it's like a cold. It could happen. you could fall with that person. Um, and I think uh, I've been to nine funerals since um January
0: of this um, year. Yeah, you've been to nine funerals <clears throat> in 2016.
1: Yes, what? and uh, they it was all people linked uh, to to that center. And, um, uh, you know, some, some died from o- ODing, um, two were, um, killed by, uh, police officers, um, while committing crimes, um, they were
0: committing crimes and like, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't like a police shooting or something. It was like they were actually in the wrong and they were doing something.
1: Well, yeah, well, I mean, right. Like a block from my house, uh, uh, one of my old roommates at the, the place, uh, he was, um, this is in the beautiful town of Hayward, California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, Google it. Look it it is one no, sexy no, town. <laughs> um, no,
1: no uh, blocks from me. Yeah, he no he he was in a stolen Mercedes, and um, they they had cornered him in like a cul de sac, and he uh, you know rammed one of the vehicles, and you know so they consider that uh, attempted you know murder of a police officer, so they opened fire, uh, and. That, that's what killed them, but a lot of young young people um, and uh, You know and some died, you know committing crimes, you know Toward the wrong people who were armed and you know that's Oh what committing
0: crimes is to, to somebody who had self some sort of self-defense like they had a gun in their house And they're trying to rob somebody basically with a gun in their house right right uh, and
1: and and this place is famous for um, they're, Well, they're not famous But they're 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 known for, um, you know, helping people get out of gangs. They'll do tattoo removal. Oh, right. I'm things of that nature, you know, job placement and stuff like that. So um, I hear the
0: tattoo removal stuff is like painful as fuck. Like, don't they burn it off or something?
1: Um, I I I don't know how they do it, but so basically somebody has like... process like you get a little bit done Ugh. And then you have to go back and back And um... do they
0: make you get your t- like if you have a gang no. tattoo do they make you or is it up to you? No, to- no, 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 okay. no,
1: you you still deserve uh, recovery they you know, but they what we uh, we Try to discourage that we try to break that's where the behavioral modification comes in is is uh, breaking them Uh, Down and getting them to be accountable and hold other people accountable to tell on people you have to tell on people Um, And that's how it starts for you being responsible.
0: Oh my god I've been through treatment centers that were like that. Um, I was in one called cry help in Los Angeles and I think it was I remember there used to be people that were gay in gangs going you gotta tell to get well and then some people are like, no, I'm not going to be a rat, you know, They're because they want you to not have that jailhouse mentality. Right. But when you're not from jail, it's really confusing. Like, well, I'm sorry, you're asking me to look for people doing things wrong and tell on them. How is that anything like real life? Yeah. Like, what am I going to be a citizen's arrest person or you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. When I was a client there, you know, we had a big group, you know, everybody in there was in a group and it was like 50 people. And they said, raise your hand if you have never been at least in county jail. And it was me and another guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, everybody's it up, you know. And it was confusing, but that's funny. Yeah, you know, I, I needed something tough, um, but I was surrounded by people that uh, that had you know different experience th- than myself. But um, triggers, I so I've. You know, I, I learned early on there, as I started trying to help people after graduating the program. You, um, uh, in in your in real life later on, you you're trying to help people. You uh, you do all you can, um, and it breaks your heart um, when they screw up, and uh, that is how your family felt. Or my, you know, and my fam- family felt probably when I had to go to rehab the second time, uh-huh. or the third, you know, the third time. Like he doesn't get it. He was doing so well. Yeah. Man, what happened? What why the- would he want to go back to that? It's it's heartbreaking because you you give you give yourself, and um, you know, that's why people quit that industry. Uh, 'Cause they can't you know, you can't handle it. You have to distance yourself. And I'm more of a compassionate person. Um, I don't know, I got this super sensitivity for my mother or whatever the hell. And <laughs> and so I I have a hard time with boundaries, but I've you know, I've developed them now, but you know, it's it's kinda weird. Do you 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 know it's like they say cops you know don't take your job home with you you know oh god yeah and, because they see terrible things and you know when like you... like if you're
0: a mafia hitman you shouldn't take your work home with you well
1: yeah um, I mean
0: yeah or I you know it's like it's probably like therapists therapists have yeah. to you know they really can't you can't get attached to people and that must be hard if you if you're talking to somebody who's really going through some shit
1: right and so that that um for me was a trigger I never anticipated um, because I would feel like I failed um, and I'm, I was doing everything right. And so, you know, w- you have to remember that, you know, recovery is every day for the rest of your life and things are going to go wrong and you're still going to make mistakes. Um, but, you know, like we discussed earlier in the week, it's how you react To that. Um, That's a trigger. Um, At first, um, ball game, Warriors games were triggers for me because I don't, you know, the Warriors aren't really my team, but, you know, I noticed every 50. or 75 feet there's a beer stand right what the hell who, did, who designed <laughs> this place sure but my entire life before then i was like yes there's one there and there let's go except around <laughs> the like 50 beers and stuff at games right right so that's a deterrent but yeah. um yeah and then uh y- you know i've had friends that i was hanging out with that were in a program with me and then they started acting weird and then they started giving me gifts, but not like specific things that I could use, but like here's like a, a charger pie- for your phone. Here's a how about a f- this cool flashlight. It's brand new. I'm like, "Did you win that?" Why were they giving you that? They they were stealing.
0: Things. Oh, they were stealing things and, and they thought in order to get in some. So I'm guessing as an addict, so that would probably they, be like they're trying to get you to co-sign the fact that they're stealing by giving you a gift and then you're happy about the gift and you like it. And therefore, hey, it's OK that I steal.
1: Yeah. And it turns out, you know, they they lose 25 pounds and you yeah, know, right, right. a month and a half. And then you realize You know what they've been doing and you know now with me and my addiction and and the same with you um, pretty much you know if I didn't have money I would try to get money somehow but I I never fucking like robbed people or stole shit or whatever Um, a lot of the, the people that I met and they're great people but they when the addiction comes back in it puts them back to being criminal mode yeah and they're putting themselves in danger. And they're they're giving free gifts. No. Yeah, they're giving but,
0: free gifts. If you need a car charger, just, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, that's, you know, I remember doing that when I didn't have cash. I had somebody else's credit card. And I would do, it's so funny that you said that. Because I remember having a dealer who had a really fakakta, weird, crappy, Charger for his phone. It was always because I was like, "Why didn't you answer your phone?" He's like, "Oh, my phone doesn't work because it's this charger." So I remember being like, oh, "I don't have cash. He needs a charger." And I got dude's credit card. And I got somebody's credit card. So I took this and bought him like this really fancy charger and went to his house and was like, "I got you this charger. Can I have some drugs?" You know, it's yeah. it's so yeah. It's it's fun. that's it. Totally signs of addiction. It's like I mean, you'll do anything to get it at that point.
1: Yeah, and and just I mean, I'll I'll just put a tail end on this uh a specific example that happened it was a couple that i went through the program with a guy and he had known this woman previously and they were both clean for a while and um but they were struggling financially and you know they would ask for rides or you know whatever And then it got to the point where you knew they were using not only because they were giving stuff, but before they turned into criminal activity, he actually offered her sexually to me. For you money, know, if I could, yes,
0: he tried to pimp her out. Yes,
1: wow, and what I've a never, great! Couple. I've never seen that in like that form.
0: I bet they're <laughs> still together. No, I'm totally kidding. Well, no, they, they are
1: together. You're kidding. They're, well, okay. they're, they're they're separate but together. They're both in Santa Rita for identity theft and <laughs> grand theft auto. Oh, no, they're
0: still together in jail.
1: But uh, yeah, so I, I I had to cut them off, and I did just in time because right as they were rolling and doing. They were successful as criminals. They got popped right after that. Good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not good, but good. And (sighs) that's yeah. I get messages from Santa Rita.
0: That is. Oh, that's where you got that message from. That's That's, the funny. Yeah. yeah. For what we're talking about, Chris G. By the way, played me a voicemail the other day that was like, "You are receiving a call from the Santa Rita Corrections Facility or something like that." Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening. Today's show has been about triggers if you would like to write in it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com that's G-O-T-O Productions.com you can call or text 415-496-9511 even when we're not in the studio uh, on the social media Facebook, Instagram and Twitter is at Radio Rehab Dana also since we are doing daily shows you should like and share and subscribe Then that way you know when a, no sh- a new show comes out uh, Chris G will be back with us again tomorrow on Friday, he's he's been here the whole week. Yes, he's sticking it out to the bitter end.
1: Yes, I'm I'm doing some uh, uh, pro protest uh, analyzing, <laughs> I analyze protests so that in the future we could protest better.
0: Pro, yeah, protest analytics. Hey, it's a new thing. It's
1: my side. Job. There's an
0: app for it, right? Yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow <laughs> and how it doesn't exist. And also, um, tomorrow's show will be about the end. Thank you so much for listening. Of the world. No. Well, maybe. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, uh, Christy, for being here. And stay sober.
1: Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll